0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is episode 65 of the Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com.
2: On today's show, we discuss the dangers of quick fixes with horse care and training. Breed of the show is a spider monkey. Critter Nutrition focuses on Manuka honey for wounds. And in Coffee Clatch, we share favorite animal nursery rhymes, poems, and songs and what they meant to us. Join us.
3: Well it's a hot one out there, Patty P. Oh my. Well, you know,
1: I said about two days ago I had been in training for this weather for the last five years. And <laughs> Texas. But then yes. today but then today happened. And today was today was a little tough. I mean, I haven't had a day like this, honestly, in four years. And I think, you know, it definitely is it's humid. It's a little it's a little different. I kept trying to think of myself why. And what I realized is that the one wonderful thing I learned about being in Texas all over Texas is that the, um, they know how to really open up a barn for this type of weather. And obviously it's a little hotter here than it's, you know, normally is. But um, so I have been, um, you know, trying to invent uh, <laughs> different ways to stay cool. And one of the things that I realized that I was able to do in Texas is that at least midday I could go in um, to our lounge area and just get out of um, the heat, even if it was for literally five minutes in, in air conditioning. Cause most of the barns there, not all have air conditioning in some place or another. So that's something I'm going to change. Cause there's a very large, um, tack room slash office where we are right now, that is it's very open and airy and actually quite warm in the winter. <laughs> um, but I'm going to put a, I'm going to put an air conditioner in there, but I've also, um, I have so many fans, so I've put a bunch of them in the aisleway um, just kind of moving the air through the aisle way. And um, that definitely helps. But um, most of the indoors here are indoors here. You know, like in, yeah. in Houston, they're covered arenas. Um, there's like Florida. Arenas. Yes, exactly. Again, which really does not help in and winter. The and the ceilings cold. are
2: higher. You know, the ceilings are yeah. higher, so the heat rises. And the yeah. mid-Atlantic and northeast, we just don't build barns for, for the hot weather. No, no.
1: And Even though it gets it, it gets hot, you know.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't. This is an unusual hot. I mean, the heat index is over a hundred here, and that's not that common. Yeah,
1: and yeah, the, it, yeah, this is a yeah, short lived, you know. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, and the and the other thing is too is at night, you know, you can already start to feel it uh, feel better, and you know, in Houston, in you know, the middle of July and August. um, it, 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 you know, this time of day is some of the hottest just because even though the sun's going down, it's still hot. At least here, it, it you know, cools off a little bit. Like you said, I mean, I looked at next week. It's not nearly as bad, at, you know, next this week.
2: weekend it goes back down to the 80s. So,
1: which, yay,
3: that's oh, what
2: I God, I, I'll be putting on my fleece. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'd like a picture of that. So, Jennifer, <laughs> what?
2: I want to bring you in. Here because- I am you have something exciting to share?
4: We do. Um, We we have been taking all of our listeners' suggestions and all the feedback that we get from the Healthy Critters Radio Facebook page, and we're all the time trying to think of great, new, interesting things to do on Healthy Critters Radio because that's what keeps it fun for us, and that's what keeps it fun for y'all. And one of today's segments has a clue... To an upcoming and very exciting new segment, we're going to start doing. And your your job today is to try to figure out which segment that is. And to, what I want you to do is go to Healthy Critters Radio Facebook page, and post on there what you think which which of our segments today. You think it is that is uh, is going to play into our new segment. And we're going to give you a little bit more information on the next show that comes out in two weeks.
1: And I'm so
0: excited for it. I, I am can
1: too barely still. sit still. I can't wait to hear what it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just can't
3: wait.
2: <laughs> you know, maybe we should ask um, Hedwig to participate. Oh. <gasps>
3: That would be interesting. Oh, no, that no, well, would
1: be yes. I, hmm. ringside seats for that. I'm just saying. Yeah,
4: we'll think about that. We'll we'll put some thought into it. Yep. Yeah, we don't want to be hasty. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking of hasty, that leads us to our first roundtable discussion of the day.
2: Oh, good. Let's get going. And we thought we'd start off today's show with uh, a roundtable discussion. Of quick fixes, and um, we wanted to talk about this because I was talking to my friend Dr. Tom Shell of Curost a couple of days ago, and we were—he was talking to me about the difficulty and the challenges with horse owners and pet owners when, when our impatience is that we want to fix something really quickly with our dog or horse or or chicken. guinea pig, or chicken. <laughs> um, and I thought it would be a very good topic to discuss since both Jennifer and and Patty, you know, have the training side of it, and I, I'm on the, you know, nutrition and care side of it. So that's what we want to talk about, and maybe how we can um, help or, or provide some reminders of ways to kind of reduce uh, our human impatience. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to start, I'm going to start with, from the, the feeding care end. Um, and, and this is something I've experienced myself. So I'm not saying that I'm never impatient, but I, the horses and the dogs have really taught me about, Allowing and waiting time for the medicine, the supplement, the food change, whatever it is that you're working to correct, balance, improve. There is no substitute for time.
0: Agreed.
3: And it's nature
2: so is on her own
3: time schedule. Yeah, because you know, I I think
1: that that's
3: I think the biggest thing always is just
1: that patience, but. We always want to see, especially if you're, you know, if you're feeding a change or, you know, you you always wanted to. Well, Lord knows if we want to gain weight, <laughs> you just look at the piece of cake and it happens. Why doesn't it happen with our dogs? Yeah, our horses, it's instant. Right? Yeah, and I think that you know, the older that we get, obviously, the more we're supposed to understand that. But I know that it, um, you know, I think that's such a good point, kicker because I was actually just thinking of that today when I was riding this one horse that. Um, It's one of the girls that works for me, and it's a lovely horse. And we're making some food changes with her, and also some training changes. But she has had a lot of changes. She came from Holland, and ended up here, and it's different here. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it people sound differently. There's different smells. There's different feeds. There's different vaccinations. There's different slides, everything is different, and it just takes time for um, you know things to adjust. I think that patience is probably the number one key in any of these things, whether it's training or feeding. What do yeah. you think, Jennifer?
4: Patience, yes. And you you hit on something very interesting oh. there too, is every, there are so many things that are different. And it's not just two things. There are 35 mm-hmm. things that are different. And I think the most common one that I see is there's an issue going on and somebody wants to fix it and they f- want to fix it in a hurry. So instead of taking a logical, programmed look at it, they do fifteen things at once. Yeah. You know, they, they change, never know which one ends up. They never know. They they, they change their food. They put them on a supplement. They get some joints vaccinated. They call three or four different physio people. They change trainers and they do this all within one month. Well, the horse right. gets better with whatever that problem was that they started with, but now the horse has four different problems because they did so many things. All they did was add to the stresses of too many changes.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, My horse is, stre- is stressed out because there's change in his lives. Let's make more.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, I, yeah. I really do think it comes from that caretaker place. You know, we want the horse to feel better the dog to feel better yeah. and, and we get a little panicky and, and there's also, there's a, a certain amount of judgment.
4: <gasps> I was just going to say that peer pressure. You're right.
1: Oh, how, yeah. why, why haven't yeah. you fixed that already?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's so, that's so true because I think that's a, such a good point Tigger. because I think that a lot of people, especially like, I'm going to say, let's just say with horses, because, you know, this time of year, you know, people, um, at least on the East coast are you know, they're now out and about and they're showing and they're doing stuff. And, you know, let's say somebody had a horse last fall. And they're trying to do all sorts of things to get the horse to to work. Well, that's the other part where the patience comes in because maybe maybe you are taking your time and only doing one change at a time. Well, it doesn't mean the first one's going to work. You got to give it time. You know, you got to give it time to figure out if that's the right combination of things. You know, it's just it it just it can be so hard, especially when you're doing a strength. You know, or or getting. Get you
2: know, you've got shows coming up and you've paid your mm-hmm. entry fee and something you know isn't quite yeah. right and then you get the vet out and then you, you know and you, you and you want to have it fixed cuz you want to get to the show and there's there's right. nothing wrong with that except that when we let our that drive supersede the if we sat back and said okay the show doesn't matter so what I, I just I just want him to he him he or she to feel better, be better, sounder, more reliable in the ring. Da 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 da. Um, and I think we get caught up, and I think that's one of the difficulties with competitions is that we can get so caught up in wanting to do them and and participate that we then are trying to take shortcuts or do as. Mm-hmm. Jennifer pointed out 50 million things at once. And I am as guilty of this as anybody.
3: Yeah.
4: So, and I, since this generally, and it not always, frequently the problem comes from that place in our psyches where we want our creature that we love so very much to feel his best all the time. Yep. If we were to take a look occasionally, we're going, oh, we have this problem that we need to deal with and I want to deal with it in a timely fashion. Take a look at the bigger picture and look back a little bit. Was there a similar, the same, different big issue that needed to be dealt with in a timely fashion just a little while ago that you just like, do you, do you say to yourself, oh my gosh, I have another one. Maybe you're having these repetitive issues because you're doing that quick fix process and maybe... If you look at the big picture, you go, wow, look at that. I had four shows last spring, and the second, third, and fourth shows, I had to do these million things and have these big bills to fix this. And then over the winter, things slow down, and things were pretty good, and then come springtime, these things start to happen again. Maybe you're pushing too hard too fast, and you need to back off a little bit to give the fixes time to stick for real. Like um, if you twist an ankle. You give it a week off and then you go right back to running three miles a, a day. Yeah. Well, your are probably ankles going to start to bother you again because you did a really quick fix. i want to give it a rest for a short period of time. Take a look at that long, long game and and do it that way. Maybe that would help us because we're looking again. We care for our creatures, whether there are dogs or cats, chickens, skinny pigs by doing it this way. Yes, it's going to get me to this next horse show. But is that where it ends? Is, it, is Are you going to do it this way? get to that next horse show. And then are you going to take a fresh look at that problem and give it the time it needs? Or are you going to get to the next that next horse show and wait for the problem to come back?
2: Right. There you go.
1: Well, and, it, it and goes I, back I, to the thing. <laughs> you know,
2: I, I want to mention um, supplements because I run into this, not a lot, but enough times that it needs to be mentioned. You know, feed changes sometimes can can change a horse almost overnight you know depending on how seriously a challenge the horse was that you can make a diet change and it the horse really responds quickly or you give him gastric guard and you know a day later his eyes brighter and you go yeah definitely he has ulcers yeah, there you go. So, so some things can work really fast. sometimes antibiotics will work fast. Supplements can sometimes work fast, but most of the time they are, they are the long road. They are, you know, 30 days, 60 days. They're not instant. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I wish that they were so that they could, you know, heal every horse overnight and every owner and rider would just be over the moon, happy and unstressed, but that's yeah. not the reality. So if you get into a program with a nutritionist or a supplement company or whomever, and they give you a program and you decide to follow it, follow it, but don't follow yeah. it for a week <laughs> or a day, yeah. you know, you, you have to really decide that you're all in. And then after know, 30 or 45 or 60 days, you go, okay, this definitely isn't working.
1: It's the same thing with training though. I mean, yes. it's, you know, if it, it, you can't you know people do their research about what they're going to do and you know you have a discussion with the trainer and you do whatever i mean you know i always have a general idea and i always try to um overshoot the time frame because if it happens earlier that's great but if it doesn't you know then no one's expecting anything different and i think that's very hard um especially when you have, uh, you know, people that are so desperate for a change. I mean, I have a lot of horses, like when I get, when I say problem horses that have little training issues that need, you know, just redirection. And then you get the horse understanding something different, like, you know, how to ride a half hold a little bit clearer, or keeping them straight or whatever. I've got a cute little PRE gelding right now that just needed a little bit of direction. And now he's like, Oh wait, I understand that. Jeez, that exhausts me. So it's like, I can do it, but now I've got to go back to the whole patience thing, you know, cause it happened quickly, but now I've got to go back and be patient and say, well, now you got to be strong. So now we're going to, you know, you, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, you see all these great things happen, but you know, sometimes you'll see the progress just like you're saying, but then you still have to be patient within it. You yes. know, you've made some more, I just, I do see a lot of people and I have been, been very guilty of that myself where I like okay, I feel like something worked, but gee, I thought it would continue to work or be even better. Like, you know, you don't always know what the full hit of like a supplement is or whatever because you just got to give it time.
2: And you have to, and I think there's a degree of flexibility too, that what worked today in your feed plan, in in the grooming products you use in your training may not work tomorrow.
1: Right. Right. You got to get some tools in your toolbox.
2: Yeah, yeah. Tools and, and and take a deep breath. And mm-hmm. and you know, I, I think Jennifer put it well. It's the long game. It's the long healthy life of of the animals that we share our lives with.
1: Yeah. Agreed.
2: So um on that note, you know, if if you if there's some tips out there that that our listeners have for you know staying calm in the midst of a storm, or you know if you if you have some tips for other listeners on you know how to not fall into the quick fix trap. Let us know on healthycrittersradio.com. <laughs>
5: Eddie. Hi, Eddie.
4: (laughs) We're all here.
5: All of you are there. Well, that's excellent. That's a nice start. I think you're looking up.
2: (laughs) How's the weather?
5: Well, I think, as you know, it's really bloody hot, isn't it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> what do you What do you do to keep cool, Hetty? Because I'm st- I'm certain that your servant brings you to the barn. Well,
5: it's true. I was brought to the barn, and so I displayed my displeasure by first entering the wash stall and making myself very, very wet, and then oh. I'm. Locked my wet pelican down on the cement floor and did not move for several hours. Yes, that was my approach. Several hours of non-movement.
1: <laughs> well, what did what your, your brother and your sister do while you're just sitting there?
5: My sister was right near me, no problem. My brother, well, you know, he's not real, so it doesn't really matter <laughs> what he did, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought
2: I thought you'd have some real um, you know, angry response to the the incredible heat which a furry coated dog like yourself has to put up with.
1: Well he's obviously know. melting. <laughs>
2: obviously.
5: if I may say, I am not the one who caused global climate change. <laughs> 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 so- as long as the servant is suffering way more than me, and <laughs> she is because she is wearing a helmet ah! and <laughs> to the is at ninety-nine degrees, then I feel she is getting her punishment for insisting on fossil fuel consumption.
3: <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) exactly so
2: so what do you do now that you're not at the barn um you know it's the end of the day how do you stay cool
5: well at the moment i'm sitting on the couch in front of a fan (laughs) (laughs) i will go upstairs where my servant will one hope have remembered to turn on the air conditioner at least one hour before my entry into that room (laughs) And it was
3: nice
5: The other night, she did not remember, and she was heartily scolded, if I may say. She was what? Heartily scolded.
2: Oh, oh! I bet she was.
5: Yeah. Have you have oh, you I ever
2: can. thought of asking your servant for your own little kiddie pool?
5: Oh, we had one. It didn't go well. I didn't like it. The cat went in it, but I did not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the cat went
1: in it.
5: Yes, the cat. The one that is a demon in a cat suit. That one, the furry one with the frondy ears. It went in the yeah. pool. I was put in the pool. Don't you remember the video, Tigger? It was a <laughs> horrible video. Horrible about palm abuse. We call it Gitmo. But you
3: totally went into the wash, doll. That video.
5: <laughs> That's very different. So different. Why would you even point those two things have the same tension. Well, I don't
1: make her mad. She's I not. don't see the difference. It's wet and it's wet.
5: Yes, well, you are a bit simple. So let me review for you. Fun <laughs> is a place where horses are bathed and cookies are given, and there is a lot of dirt around, and the floor is gross and disgusting. And one is a pool, but specifically for my amusement. It's clean oh, and completely undesirable.
2: Gotcha, because it's There's clean there. and fresh water, and that's just not for palms.
5: Also, there was human intent, so I had to foil it.
2: Oh, of course,
5: <laughs> you know when someone <laughs> buys you a present, they put a lot of thought into it. You just feel you need to ruin their day by
2: hating it.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, um, thank you, Hetty. Um, I hope it's cool enough you can
3: still get some cheese.
2: It's too hot for dairy.
3: Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> not even ice cream? No. Oh.
3: Okay, wait. What? What is
1: today? Because uh, we need to write that. We need to write this okay, yeah, it's down. too hot it's for too cheese. hot for dairy, yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> it's dairy is a hot. cooling food, by
2: the way.
5: Yes, well, perhaps for you, for me, it's just cheese. I didn't want it.
2: Oh. Oh. Watermelon?
5: I'm not a horse to ketchup. <laughs> the horse eats the melon. The horse eats the oranges and the kiwi and the bananas. Like some sort of gorilla. I am a small dog. I do not eat these things. I eat gummy bears. <laughs> I eat gummy bears. Oh my
1: God. So I do like I a good gummy bear service, I can't it, you
5: with that. The human servant bought the grandmother Nice gummy bear As a treat And the grandmother was easily convinced To share the bears And I ate one of every color Yes I did <laughs>
2: <laughs> Because gummy bears Are one of the dog's Major food groups Yes,
5: yeah.
2: <laughs> yes <that's all. laughs> Well thanks Teddy, Stay cool
5: Yes, you too. Bye, you give my best respects to my knight, Sabi. I,
2: I, I will pass on your respects to Sabi. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye.
5: Goodbye. Bye, Hetty.
2: And now
4: it's time for the Breed of the Show.
1: And we are now at the Breed of the Show part of our program, and... Kind of excited because we are expanding uh, outside of our normal chickens and dogs and rabbits. And we are going into monkeys. And I thought we would do the spider monkey for Hedwig so she can learn all there is to know (laughs) about these great little creatures there it's, it's so much amazing information. So I'm going to try to get to, I, I I've highlighted all these, these wonderful points, but everything about them, um, just, they're just, they seem wonderful. Um, but they're, they're a member of the primitive monkeys of the new world. There are seven, seven, excuse me, several, seven different species um, that live in central and South America and Northern parts of Mexico. they, the, the the size of a spider monkey depends on the species but on average they're anywhere from 13 pounds and two feet in height <clears throat> uh, and they Perfect travel nice. size i know it's like a pocket monkey but the most prominent thing that makes me that everybody thinks about spider monkeys that's um is their long prehensile tail and it's used as kind of as a fist limb that facilitates movement around dense un- vegetation where they you know, where they live. They're named spider monkeys because the way they hang from trees holding the branches with their limbs and their uh, long-shaped tail that looks like a spider. Interesting, spider monkeys do not have thumbs. They have four fingers that are curved and look like a hook. Huh. Yeah, kind of cool. Did not know that. Also sort of interesting, I mean, this makes sense, but I'd never really thought about it, but um, uh, spider monkeys are um, basically send their most of their life in treetops, so they're very rarely seen on the ground. Interesting, right? So can you they're imagine right. taking something like that and honestly making it a pet? I mean that really no. is not the Yeah. No. Right. They're mainly plant based. Ninety percent of their diet consists of like fruit, um some seeds, flowers. Uh, other than that, some um monkeys eat birds, eggs and insects, but I think for the most part it's more of vegetation. This is where it gets, I think, so interesting. So they're very social animals, and they live in little groups called troops. And since they're active during the during the day, which I guess is you pronounce it diurnal, spider monkeys will split into smaller groups that um, separately search for for food. But when different troops of spider monkeys meet, they hug each other to express greetings and avoid (laughs) confrontation and potential aggression. Right? Wow. Yeah, during the night, they, but they do during the night, they gather together in large groups, uh, excuse me, in large groups to sleep in the trees to stay, you know, uh, away from predators. And the main predators of the monkeys are jaguars, pumas, ocelot, and large snakes. They, uh, again, this is another adorable fact, um, they use different sounds for communication and they can produce screams and sobbing sounds and even um, bark when they are threatened.
2: Yeah, danger.
1: Yeah. Oh, let's see. What else? Um, They, they're, uh, they're, when they're pregnant, they generally are, well, they're pregnant for up to seven months. The mother takes care of the baby on her own and the baby will spend the first uh, four to five months of her life attached to the mother's belly. After that, the youngster will move to the mother's back for the next six months. And um, a young spider monkey will drink the mother's milk for up to two years they can survive 22 to 25 years in the wild and up to 35 in captivity.
2: Wow. Um, cool.
1: I know. So
2: I wouldn't mind I, having a couple of spider monkeys in my walnut trees.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you I, and you could have little truth, but I mean, I just, um, I, I just, this is really interesting. Um, I love learning about different types of stuff, um, but this really was kind of cool. You know, they they unfortunately um there's a bunch of different types of species that are are listed critically endangered because of uh, indigenous people eat them you know the meat um and some are pet you know sold on pet trade, and you know, yeah, um, let's keep
2: them but, in the forest where they belong yeah,
1: keep and in the let's
2: not put belong. them in zoos and yep. let's not capture them and make them pets
1: exactly we can we but you know we can do we can certainly go online and look up videos of them being adorable in the trees. And you can actually um, uh, like Google the different noises that they make. (laughs) So that's how I think that's how we're going to do it. We're going to get Hedy a stuffed animal and um, a DVD player. (laughs) One in the woods.
3: (laughs)
2: And here we are at Critter Nutrition, and I'm going to talk about Manuka honey, the sweet treatment for wounds. I was introduced to Manuka honey over 20 years ago by my brother who lives in New Zealand. He sent me a tiny jar for Christmas with a note saying that it was the most powerful honey in the world. That definitely got my attention. Historically, honey as a remedy fell out of favor with the advent of antibiotics, but it has been used as a topical to treat wounds for thousands of years. It was several months before I actually tried the manuka my brother sent me. A friend was visiting and cut his hand working on my lawnmower. I thought it needed stitches, but he didn't want to go to the hospital. So I cleaned the wound, put a little colloidal silver on it, then the manuka, threw on a nonstick pad, and covered it in vet wrap. Each day I added more honey and was amazed to see the healthy tissues. The wound was healing from the inside out with no sign of infection. To this day, there isn't even a scar on his hand from that deep cut. Manuka honey is made by bees that collect nectar from the Manuka tree in New Zealand. This honey is unique in that it contains non-hydrogen peroxide, which gives it great antibacterial power. Research conducted 20 years ago showed that Manuka was able to inhibit around 60 species of bacteria, including E. coli and salmonella strains. In 2008, a key active component in manuka honey was identified as methylglyoxal (MGO), a compound with antimicrobial activity. Studies have shown that manuka honey can disperse and kill bacteria living in biofilms, that is communities of microbes notoriously resistant to antibiotics, including Streptococcus and Staphylococcus. There are no reported cases of bacteria developing resistance to Manuka, and resistance to this honey cannot be generated in the laboratory. In 2017, at the American Association of Equine Practitioners Conventions in San Antonio, Texas, a presentation was made by Albert Zhang, a research student at the University of Sydney School of Veterinary Science in New South Wales, Australia. Sang reported on a study he and his colleagues conducted on the efficacy of Manuka honey on wound healing in the equine distal limb. In the study, they created full thickness skin wounds, 2.5 centimeters, on eight horses' cannon bones. Horses were treated with Manuka honey, multifloral honey, or a saline control. The team found that wounds treated with Manuka honey healed faster than those treated with either generic honey or saline. Specifically, healing times were 90.78, 100.3, and 101.35 days, respectively. A grading system has been developed in New Zealand, and it's called the UMF system. It's specific for manuka honey. It measures the specific markers such as methylglyoxal, MGO, which is the compound with antibacterial properties, The UMF UMF grading system also measures NPA, the non-peroxide activity, compared with the industry standard phenol disinfectant. This particular marker is directly related to the overall UMF rating. For example, if a batch of Manuka honey has an NPA, that's the non-peroxide activity, of 18, then it will be labeled as UMF 18+. There are other grading systems used by other companies, but not all of them measure NPA. There is a specific MGO grading system, which does measure NPA. When you want to treat wounds, the NPA content of the honey is critical. I purchase Manuka from companies using the UMF system. The highest UMF grades, meaning NPA, under this system are 18 plus and 20 plus. I keep 20-plus on hand always. This is what I use to treat wounds and scrapes on dogs, horses, and humans. Two weeks ago, my Aussie Thunderbear cut his paw just below the ankle while swimming in the pond. I suspect he cut it on a rock. It was deep enough for stitches, but I elected to treat it at home. After a betadine wash, I put some colloidal silver in the wound, packed it with Manuka honey, added a nonstick pad, and then vet wrap. I changed the bandages twice a day for five days so that I could stay on top of any possible infection. There was none. As the deep part of the wound healed, I began treating just once a day and added Biostar's Tremera artisan poultice on top of the honey and around the ankle. The poultice helped reduce the soreness around the outside of the wound. In 10 days, the wound had healed from the inside out and no scar. A few days ago, Thunderbear went to the vet for his yearly checkup, and I told the vet about the wound. He lifted Thunderbear's paw and examined it. What antibiotic did you use, he asked me. It's healed beautifully. Manuka honey, I replied. The look on his face was a mixture of horror and a kind of wonder. I was all set to give him a rousing explanation of the great wound healing benefits of Manuka honey, but he just set Thunder Thunderbear's paw down and took out his stethoscope to listen to the dog's heart. Some people aren't ready to hear about alternatives. In my medicine cabinet essentials, these are my wound treating essentials that you will find in my medicine cabinet. Manuka honey, colloidal silver, betadine, tremera poultice, bovine colostrum, calendula oil, homeopathic arnica 30C and hypericum 30C, and plenty of nonstick pads and rolls of vet wrap. Also included is a bottle of Bach flower rescue remedy to help with the animal or human stress. I do keep on hand the standard wound medicines, Furazone, triple antibiotic, vetricin, but honestly, I don't use them very often. Wounds can be more challenging to treat in the summer as the moist, hot conditions are especially favorable for bacteria. That's why manuka honey, effective against so many different bacteria, is an important medicine to have on hand and to use whenever needed.
0: Visit biostarus.com today and learn about Whole Foods and Canine and Equine Nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole Food Nutrition the Way Nature Intended.
2: And now we're at Coffee Clutch and I thought it would be fun to share our favorite animal nursery rhymes, poems, songs, and, and how they affected us. And I was thinking about this a few days ago because there were certain nursery rhymes poems that I think really shaped my attitude or and my connection to animals. And the first one was Hey Diddle Diddle with The <laughs> Cow Jumped Over the Moon And according to my mother, because I don't remember this, but according to my mother, I would wander outside at night (laughs) and look at the moon waiting for the cow to jump over it.
1: Oh, were you you disappointed when it
3: didn't?
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Maybe (laughs) I've spent 65 years waiting for that cow to jump over the moon.
3: Yep,
1: yep. How about you, Patty? Well... (laughs) Uh, of course, old McDonald's, um I love that one, and I think that, why? Well, because there were so many different animals, and there were so many, uh. <laughs> and I liked all the different types and um and I think that i um, you know and I just always I love that um, I, I love that one. but I just you know, just different types of animals, and and I used to always do that one for the you know, the kids when they were younger, too. There's also another one that I just, oh, I just can't remember. What was, um, oh, my gosh, I can't think of it. oh I'm, I'm Maybe, maybe Jennifer, you always have the, the same ones that I want. What, what are yours? Maybe
3: it's one of yours.
4: <laughs> um, actually, the old McDonald's was one of mine. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I liked Mary Had a Little Lamb as a kid because I could play it on the piano.
3: Oh, that's good. So
4: that made it a favorite for me because there were i think 3 songs that i could play on a piano and one of them was not chopsticks uh, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the more recent ones and it's it's just a little bit of a cheat because technically it's not a poem it's a story but it's written what do you call it when you write something that has rhythm and like a poem does but there's a official name there's a name I, for that I, I, not what I am, pentameter? Something like that. It's some some English major that's listening to this show. Write me, complaints at horseradionetwork.com, and let me know what the word <laughs> is that I'm trying to think of.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure they're, they're rolling their eyes. Yes, right? they are. Absolutely. <laughs> they could get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
4: It's, it's a very recent publication from Gene Abernathy, who is the author and inventor and the brilliant mind behind Fergus the Horse. And the story is called Fergus and the Greener Grass. And it's a story that is written similarly to the way Dr. Seuss wrote his stories in that yeah, they, I they, rhyme. 10, 10, yeah, they, they yeah. rhyme throughout, but it's just the story. And it's all about how Fergus discovers the trap of the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence.. Oh. and it's it's just super adorable, and of course, it's super adorably illustrated because it's by gene. But like nursery rhymes, without the wolf eating anything. It has a, <laughs> it has a great message that doesn't hit you in the face. It's just right for, for young minds. So that, that's one of my current favorites. Oh, that's
2: yeah. Okay. That's one and of my other favorites as a kid was the owl and the pussycat.
4: I don't think I know What's that on one? one.
2: Oh, come on. No, I don't either. The owl and the pussycat went to sea in a beautiful pea green boat. They took some honey and plenty of money wrapped up in a five pound note. The owl looked up to the stars above and sang to a small guitar. Oh, lovely pussy, oh, pussy, my love, what a beautiful pussy you are, you are, what a beautiful pussy you are. Pussy said to the owl, you elegant fowl, how charmingly sweet you sing. Oh, let us be married. Too long we have tarried, but what shall we do for a ring? They sailed away for a year and a day to the land where the bong tree grows, and there in a wood... A piggy wig stood with a ring at the end of his nose, his nose, with a ring at the end of his nose. And it goes on, of course, from there.
1: But I love the all the. the I heard that. Oh, come on. I don't think I have either.
2: Wow. And never. Never and illustrations ever. are the the owl is there with his guitar on one, you know, in the the stern and the pussycat is in the bow looking up at the moon and he's singing to her. I just I thought it was so wonderful that two totally different species could be getting along so well, and it 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 really I mean that's that affected me as a as a child in a good way. I mean not in a negative way, in a everybody should get along kind of way. Yeah, you you even knew then, (laughs) and the other one was the itsy bitsy spider. See,
4: uh, yeah, okay. I knew that one exactly. really well but i um, frankly it wasn't a favorite.
1: Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I only ever, we only ever did, I did it with my kids. Um you know you would go through the hand motions and stuff and it would make them laugh and laugh and laugh. So of course that, yeah that was a good one.
3: Well I liked it because
2: it it gave me a a real appreciation set of fear for a spider. It made me more fascinated with them. And then, of course, Charlotte Webbs came along. And then I was totally enthralled. And even to this day, I, I don't, you know, I don't kill spiders. I, you know, I trap them and take them outside. But I don't step on them. Or, And I think it all came from itsy bitsy spider.
1: Yeah, I don't like spiders. <laughs> I don't like them. Nope, don't like them. I, um, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I mean, I, I don't mind, like, looking at them when they're far away and they don't surprise me, but when they like kind of surprise me, I'm not, I'm not real happy about that. I don't like to be surprised. Well, you know,
2: in um, American Indian folklore and myth, the spider is the, the weaver. So I think of, of the spider from a very creative point of view. That's why I don't kill them. Because they they weave they make things they they're you know they're they're artistic.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. I'm still not going to be. Happy. <laughs> 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 I appreciate it. i not going to anything. Then I've been I've been pretty committed to this healing for at least at least fifty years.
3: <laughs>
2: understand. Understand. <laughs> um. Any other nursery rhymes or poems or songs that? Oh. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah. When you wish upon a star, <laughs> all your dreams come true. Sounds, kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Happy kitty, sleepy <laughs> kitty,
2: fur, fur, fur. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> didn't get that. I didn't get the kitty song when I was a kid.
4: I never heard it until I heard it on The Big Bang Theory. Apparently, it's been around a while. But, you know?
2: Oh, it has? They didn't make it up for that show? No, they got into a oh. little
4: mischief, actually, because the person... <sighs> they didn't realize that somebody had written it and there was some vague. Oh, I did not know. That. There was, there was I some vague uh, claim to copyright on that, but I don't remember how it ended up happening, but maybe think of it if somebody put a made a t-shirt and they changed the lyrics to be horsey instead of kitty. And it was about a witchy mare. And I don't remember the exact lyrics. And I'm like, <laughs> I need that t-shirt.
3: <laughs> I <laughs> really
4: need that t-shirt.
3: Well, if
2: you have a, a beloved poem or um, childhood n- nursery
3: rhyme that
2: that spoke you to love, you.
3: Yeah. Yep, that spoke to you. You know, let us know on healthycrittersradio.com. Thanks for listening everyone and thanks to our sponsor BioStar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to healthycrittersradio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. <laughs>